Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the WP Builds Podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk a small web development agency in the north of England. And I'll be joined later by David Wormsley so that we can discuss this week's topic, which is how not to talk to WordPress clients. Before we do that, let's just dive right into the news very, very quickly. The first one is on the WP Tavern, and it's um, basically stating that quite a lot of major publishers are moving back away from their short experiment with the Medium platform. Um, they've obviously jumped ship when Evan Williams decided to produce his $5 a month subscription program and quite a few major subscribers to that jumped ship immediately thinking that would be the best thing since sliced bread and it would appear that that experiment is um, turning sour for a few of them and they're hopping right back onto WordPress which I suppose is a good thing for us. Uh, WordPress 4.8.1 has been released. The only real notable um, thing of worth noting really is that there's now a custom HTML widget. Again, that's on the WordPress Tavern website. Go and check it out. There's not, nothing really to add. It just allows you to have a widget in which you put custom HTML. What more is there to say? The next one is that iThemes have acquired Hello Sales. This might be really useful to you if you are using WooCommerce because um, essentially this allows you to get greater stats, greater insight into what your WooCommerce store is doing. Looks like a really good product. And as we know from in the past, when they've bought things like, um, I can't remember the name of the plugin, but the, the one that became iThemes Security, um, they've made some good acquisitions in the past and this looks like a good idea. Jumping on top of WooCommerce, and now it's not really difficult to understand why they spun off iThemes Exchange, is it? Okay, the next one uh, is on the WordPress.com blog website, and it's basically saying that if you now have a WordPress.com business plan, you are now able to access third-party plugins and themes. This is quite big news, I think because it means that WordPress.com is slowly but surely making its journey to be a little bit more like WordPress.org. Is that good or bad? I'm going to leave you to work that out. Quick message from this week's WP Builds podcast sponsor, which is MailOptin. Now, MailOptin is a WordPress lead generation and email automation plugin, which is designed to grow and engage you a mailing list. Mail opt-in allows you to grow your mailing list and display targeted messages across your WordPress website with pop-ups, slide-ins, top bars, before and after subscription forms, sidebar widgets, opt-in forms, and loads more. This will stop you from losing customers or subscribers that you took time, effort, and money to discover. Mail opt-in helps you keep them engaged by sending them event-triggered emails such as a new blog post notification, welcoming new user emails, email digests, and so on. Mail opt-in is fully featured and comes with an easy-to-use form and email template builder, which allows you to create beautiful opt-in forms and email newsletters that are optimized for the highest conversions. Mail opt-in's exit intent and slide-ins can convert abandoning visitors into subscribers of your opt-in campaigns at the moment that they're about to leave your website. If your opt-in form displays too early, your readers might not be willing to subscribe and sometimes just waiting too long will make you lose out on that new lead. The page views and time on site triggers give you fine grain control over the display of your opt-in campaigns. 
The scroll trigger displays opt-in forms or messages only after a visitor scrolls down a certain percentage of the page. The analytics show you important metrics which are going to help you improve your lead generation strategy and make data-driven decisions to increase your revenue. They offer full integration with a whole host of email providers such as MailChimp, Campaign Monitor, Aweber, Constant Contact, Sendy and more. This means that your new subscribers will automatically be synced to your list and automated email campaigns can be delivered to them. Mail opt-in is perfect for business owners, bloggers, designers, developers, photographers, and basically anyone else. We thank Mail Optin for their support and for keeping the lights on at the WP Builds podcast. And if you're interested in sponsoring or advertising on WP Builds, then head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. And now on to the main event. Hello, we are calling this episode How Not to Talk to WordPress Clients, as me and Nathan both decided that we are pretty expert in bad communication. Um, <laughs> the idea for this episode really came from an article that Nathan featured in the news section of episode 33, and it was by Christina Hawkins on the WP Elevation blog, and it was called Website Builders versus Website Consultants. And it itself was a rebuttal to a Smashing Magazine article, which was talking about the merits of Wix, Weebly, and Squarespace for businesses, which is never pleasant to listen to. Anyway, Christina's article goes on to point out that our work is kind of much more than that. We get involved in images, SEO, marketing, setting up Google, and so on. And it's a really great article, and it certainly makes us feel good about ourselves. But I was a little bit concerned about the term consultancy as a way of communicating what we do. Uh, I'm not sure the, the concept resonates with potential Wix, Weebly, Squarespace clients and um, that folks maybe not know what they need consulting on. So it went down really well, this article, didn't it, Nathan, by our, you know, on our WP Builds uh, Facebook page. A lot of people commented that they really liked the article. I just wonder what you thought about it before I move on to trash it <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah first of all we should apologize to christina um and second of all yeah it, it's a really long um detailed article and it sort of outlines all the ancillary things that you might um offer to a client um, largely i would have thought at the point where you're onboarding them um trying to persuade them that you are the real deal and that there's more to it than just signing up for a $19 a month service and getting everything all rolled in one. And mm. I suppose the idea is to cement your reputation um, that you can do X, Y, Z, which no doubt we'll talk about, um, and essentially put yourself to the front of the queue and put Squarespace, Weebly, Wix and all of that sort of stuff to the back of the queue. In other words, promote yourself and give yourself a greater chance of winning the client. Great article, but as you say, David, um, perhaps... Perhaps there's just too much for the client to take on at that point. Yeah, that was kind of my thoughts. It's really just because, I mean, I'm not trashing Christina's article. It's fantastic. And uh, you said she's a really lovely person. And, and I, you know, and I think it was a good article. It just made me move to the next stage about, which is my issue at the moment. And the reason we're talking about this now is that I just feel we're not communicating very well to clients what it is that we offer them. So, And I feel that this consultancy is another kind of, block in the way maybe it's a UK thing as well because um, we're kind of like you know when we come to our job titles we kind of tend to want to underplay them where maybe maybe US folks are kind of more comfortable with the sort of I'm a consultant type label maybe that's my fundamental issue but I guess my concern is 
that all of these things that she lists for me might be better as sort of individual products. So if I'm dealing with the kind of images or consulting people, how they get their images together and going to optimize those images for website, that's maybe a product on its own, SEO, a product on its own, marketing, setting up of emails, a product on its own, setting people up on Google. Again, potentially another thing that's separate from building a site, which perhaps can be understood. Now you've got your builders, haven't you? Yes, <laughs> I have got my builders. I do apologize. I think probably... We've uh, we've made a few false starts on this episode, and the builders yeah. just basically need to get on. So if it's all right with everybody, there'll be a bit of drilling noise in the background from time to time. Uh, but yeah, get, getting back to the the main point, I when I'm in meetings and I and I'm meeting somebody for the first time, and it and you know essentially I'm there because they want a website, and that's the simple proposition. Mm-hmm. I I personally kind of feel a little bit reluctant to bang on about all of the details and um, to me if I've been called into the room I kind of feel that maybe I'm not competing with Squarespace and Wix and all that anymore because they've made the effort to um, to sift out those ads when they've looked on Google and they've obviously looked for a website builder in my area or whatever they've obviously made a decision that they want to speak to somebody in the real world so I, I kind of feel at that point I don't really need to argue that that too much and yeah. I, I have the sort of impression that at those initial onboarding phases anyway, less is more. In other words, okay, let's let's just do the website. Let's maybe introduce that down the road there's going to be other things going on to make it um to make it a real proposition. So we might mention SEO and so on and so forth. But for me, those kind of things get left largely until a little bit later, until I've kind of won that first proposal bit. Yeah. Do you go in talking about that you do they know this already when you by the time you get to talk to somebody, do they know that you're building on WordPress? Um, Yeah, I don't really keep that quiet. And and actually, um, I found myself more and more recently in meetings, actually, you know, I take my laptop and I flip it around. And I demonstrate to the client how how easy it is to alter stuff. Because one of the things that I get all the time is Look, you know, we've had terrible experiences with having to phone up the um, the developer and get him to change the title or whatever. So I kind of allay that fear by just flipping the computer around and clicking, in my case, in Beaver Builder and sort of saying, look, that's how easy it is. And then, then of course, I have to sort of pad that out. Oh, well, well, it's, it's not as easy as that to set up. But, you know, uh, goodness me, there's an awful lot of work which goes into into making it as easy as that. Um, and so on <laughs> and so on and so forth. But so, yeah, I, I don't really... Um, Soft, suffer too much from the anxiety of talking about WordPress because I think that WordPress is now the, the, the name on everybody's lips in a way and in a sense uh, what I tend to do and probably I'm jumping the gun a bit here and talking about another subject is um, I, I talk about the benefits of going with WordPress in other words it's an open platform you know if you want to do anything you can yeah. do it with WordPress, and so this is the reason why you need it. It's not, um, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just really, really good. And in the future, if the business grows and you've got these aspirations to sell things or to, I don't know, create an email newsletter, look, all of that can be thrown in. There's countless things, and if it can be done, it can be done with WordPress. So yeah, I, I'm not scared of talking about it at all. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I, I suppose with Christine, it made me think about um, that's, uh, you know, what she says is all of what I kind of say to justify 
um, having a higher price, if you like, against the page builders. But I, I must admit, I've been thinking a lot more about how um, the order I communicate things. And there was another conversation as well, which is which is why I kind of wanted to talk about this, which is our friends, Paul Lacey and also Ashley Ann Longmire. Is that how you say it? Yes, Longmire. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, I think so. <laughs> okay. And they were talking about difficulty selling their care plans and, you know, some of the rejections that they've had. And it's made them doubt their ability to sell stuff because, you know, it's not the primary skill of us creatives to sell stuff. And, uh, you know, the same thing for me as well. But, I, you know, I'm just sharing with you how I think I got it wrong because, you know, I've got a care plan and that's centered to it. So I kicked off. This is how ours would go. Most of my work's coming through a friend, though. But we would generally just say, yeah, we can build your site. No problem. We would start talking about how that might look and what it needs. Then next, really, almost as we're starting or even as we're starting, we'd be telling them that it's WordPress and saying, wow, it's dead cool. You know, we can do all this stuff in the future, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of at the end of it all, we're saying, ah, yeah, did we not mention WordPress needs looking after stuff will break? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, here's our plan. Uh, or your life will be hell. Yeah. So, so essentially, you set up the you set up the WordPress is the best thing ever, and then five minutes later, you find yourself saying WordPress is full of real problems. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's just the order. So now, I mean, I think this is going to work. Uh, this is all new stuff. So I'm just kind of really, I'm just ranting on really here. So apologies. But what I'm trying to do now, and it seems to be working, is that we start the conversation where we say that we only do WordPress, but you know. It's it's not the cheapest way because it does need looking after and you do need some skills, sometimes some development skills just to make sure, particularly in this day and age with page builders and all the complex stuff we do, that it can be fixed. And we've got a care plan if you want to go that way. But if not, that's fine. You can do that. But you just need to know that you have those skills and we don't move on to the project until the client's fully aware of the responsibilities or they're on a plan. And I think that. You know, it's a, such a simple swap around of the same information. And it made me realize, gosh, I wonder how much we need to do more of this, really, when talking to clients. Well, I I, I confess on my website at the minute, I, I have stuck with it, but for no other reason than just lethargy. I've kind of still got my care plans framed in the, oh, software's got vulnerabilities, there are real problems and, you know, and the, the things that could go wrong. And so you need a care plan to ensure that these kind of things don't happen. And and I think that's okay, actually. Maybe I should be a little bit more positive and sort of beef up the benefits of having WordPress, you know, for what I've just said about it being an open platform and being fully extensible and you can do anything with it. Um, but I think it is also a valid point to say to clients, you know what, every single piece of software on this planet is vulnerable. Should somebody pound on the door hard enough, they're going to be able to take it down. Um, and I always, very frequently actually, I do get asked the question, but isn't WordPress a little bit insecure? And my answer is, well, it's just a bigger attack surface. You know, it's just it's just because it's more common... There's more people pounding on that door. So if you take sensible precautions, really, yeah. they're going for the low-hanging fruit. So don't worry too much about that. Um, we're going to back it up. We're going to make sure that we've got daily, weekly, whatever they pay for backups. Um, and if something goes wrong, then we'll just we'll just get it fixed. And, and then I, that leads to the conversation. And if you go with this hosting option, and in which case I might be talking about WP Engine or something, listen, all that's taken care of anyway, because for your... Twenty nine dollars a month. They're just they're going to fix it. Their pros are going to get stuck in there and fix it. 
and so that's the way that goes but i think i think it is a good swap to to push the benefits of wordpress rather than talk in scary terms about the vulnerabilities of software um yeah so yeah. Ha- having i mean updates is a good one to go for isn't it that would be a good piece of low hanging fruit because that is a boring task and and i would imagine that for a lot of people who use software um infrequently and certainly you know um cms software and online things they're going to be a little bit nervous to go in the back end and click update because mm-hmm. they're probably aware that things can go wrong so that's a, a good point i think to jump on you know we'll update it we'll keep the plugins up to date and should anything break we've, we've got the way to um to sort of repair that for you yeah and i was just thinking actually we've got different clients you and i so maybe there's the way we communicate is slightly different so you know, you go to a meeting and see a client and you know that your client's going to um, spend a reasonable amount of money where my folks, in a way, I can be a little bit more flippant about we just do this, take it or leave it because they are um, smaller budget clients. So we're going to try and do more of them. So maybe that does change the slight dynamic as well. I feel with my clients that and I've said this so many times. Um, I am very unwilling to say no. And it's a real fault of mine. I basically, if they ask me, because because I know that I'm going to put a fair price on it, I feel quite reluctant to say, actually, do you know what? Either no, I don't think that's possible. You're really overreaching. You know, in other words, you want Facebook, don't you? Or you want a platform which is going to cost $100,000 to build and have 10 developers working on it for a month or so on. I kind of very often find myself tentatively saying, well, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. Um, so I need, to, I need to straighten that out a bit. And that, But you're right. You know, I, I am in the room with some people who have got a decent budget, but I don't know why. I don't know what it is about me that sort of wants to say, to say yes to everything. That's a bit stupid. <laughs> and I really should fix that. Um, and the other thing, um, that I often notice is that I I, I kind of want to um, get out of those meetings quite quickly as well. I find that the shorter they are, the more likely I am to get something my way around, if you know what I mean. And oh. and really, I often find myself trying to pitch the things that I've already done. Does that does that chime with you? You know, in other <laughs> yes. words, oh, I, I you know they've mentioned a. Uh, such and such a thing. Oh, I've, I did that. I did that a couple of years ago. I did that a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right. Well, we can do it this way. And we and then they pipe up. Well, what about? Well, I'm not so sure. <laughs> and you kind of guide them and channel them down the way that you can do it. Um, and keeping the meeting short. I often go in. This is a WP elevation trick. Essentially, the the technique is to go in and sort of say just before the meeting starts. Listen, I've got to be somewhere in. 45 minutes say 50 minutes is that okay let's let's get on let's crack on and then in in 50 minutes we'll have to call it a day and and nobody's ever said no what are you on about that's no that's far too little time they just sort of say yeah that's fine and then you work for 50 minutes and then get out of there and then pad it out when you get home yes oh that's very good actually i like that well i know how i'd be i just keep repeating the same thing over and over (laughs) out of panic thinking that if i say it again i'll convince them more i know what would happen with me so i've had to do a real process of leading the conversation because just because of the nature of me i'm quite conversational and i will happily sit and let the conversation develop and and often when i started out on this journey i would often let 
let that conversation just go completely off topic. You know, we'd end up talking about their kids or something. Um, yeah. And I'd be there for hours and hours and hours. Whereas now I, I I try, I'm not entirely successful, but I try to to keep it very much on focus. And then when I feel that things are flagging, I've got my little list on paper in front of me. When I think things are perhaps we're losing a bit of direction, I just go straight in onto the next point and just quite bluntly sort of say, okay, next, Let's. what about this? Um, and that keeps it nice and short. But I, I am guilty of drifting into that. As I'd also at the beginning of the meetings, trying to mm. trying to make the get the right start, so that as soon as possible you're into that discovery process or whatever, um, and not sort of wasting time talking about what was on telly last night or whatever. <laughs> Do you? Uh, you just made me think of something when you were just talking about the security thing with WordPress, and I'm wondering whether I should change how I present that as well because I talk about the benefits of WordPress and it being a, a content management system um, but maybe you know when we talk about it needs looking after security issues I can just assign that to content management systems in general rather than WordPress you know yeah I talk about all software again I, I think mm. I, I might well have stolen it verbatim from WP yeah. Elevation by the way stolen is the wrong word you are entitled <laughs> to um, and I think it might go something along the lines of all software is vulnerable you know it doesn't really matter whether you're Facebook or Twitter if it, it's gonna be vulnerable to something um, and so, so part of that makes me think do you know what I'm guilting them into things but then the other part of me sort of thinks, you know what, that is actually a legitimate concern. And WordPress does get, you know, there's a lot of people whose WordPress sites are mashed up horribly and frequently. So it is it is a, a legitimate thing. But I think couching in terms of all software is a yeah. good way of sort of sidestepping the issue. Because whether it was Drupal or any of that, you would find those problems. I guess when you're discussing in terms of Squarespace and Weebly, they're not really going to have those problems, are they? And if they do have those problems, they've got a real big systemic problem um, yes. and their business is you know, going to fail. Um, so I'm sure that they spend an awful lot of time and money on making sure that those platforms don't fail. But it's a balancing act. This It feels to me like it's a balancing act. Over here is Squarespace with its benefits. Over here is um, WordPress with its benefits. And you've really, all you're trying to do is just nudge the balance, I think. But as I say, I think if I've got them in the room, they've probably Googled past Squarespace, to be honest. Yeah. Although I don't know. Maybe maybe they haven't. Maybe Because, I mean, I don't, I don't certainly don't win all the clients. And sometimes I wonder if... Um, if yeah. you know they're they're just using me as a sounding board to see how much things cost and then go back to the twenty dollars a month, um, they certainly don't talk to me about it. And and I don't really if I feel the meal the meeting's gone badly and 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 it's not really something that AI want to be in or or you know it's pretty obvious they don't want me. I don't end up mentioning things like Squarespace and Weebly because I always think maybe six months from now they'll come back to me. So you know no point. Mm. I'm getting a little bit, and again, it's because I'm, you know, lower budget clients, so the smaller jobs, you know, I'm trying to go for these sort of two day builds, mm. um, get more people in and out quickly. But I, I'm now very tempted to sort of communicate that there are Wix and Weebly in that very first uh, communication to say we do this and the benefits of this over them. But rather than, do you know what I mean? Rather than sort of uh, downplay their significance they they do exist for certain clients and i think some clients we could have that actually don't make enough money to afford a, a decent care plan so i'd be inclined to send them there 
legitimately where I just think, you know, so I'm more, I feel in these days that I ought to be more honest about that and just say, look, this is what's available to you online these days as a new business trying to create yeah, a site. And if it's pretty clear when you say, you know, I can build you a website for five hundred dollars or five hundred pounds, or if their foot, if their sorry, if their foot hits their mouth, <laughs> if their <laughs> if their mouth hits the floor at that point, to me, yeah. it's like okay, this is yeah going nowhere. Um, I mean, not that I would ever say the word five hundred pound website, but there you go. Um, but and at that point, I think it's probably fair to say, look, go on, you know, here are the options. For $140, $20 a year, you can you can go with these people and, and it'll be fine. But don't expect don't expect to be able to fiddle with it too much. He says begrudgingly as he exits the room, yeah, don't expect it to be able to do what you want it to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely changing my thoughts a lot. I don't know if this is the right one, but definitely I'm trying to be a little bit more inclusive, like try and build partnerships with the people who are going to do those sites. But even though they're kind of cheap ones, done quickly and more productized i want them to feel like they're an equal partner that i've been honest and i feel like this feels to me like the ongoing communication issues that i had is that i used to get stuck on maybe you have as well with um fezzing up to not knowing stuff oh, and so and to bad. letting them in yeah letting them in on yeah i'm using a plugin for this and it doesn't quite fit exactly what you want and it's a lot of work to make it fit exactly what you want because right. sorry you know, go on you finish yeah, well, that, no, it was that, it's that thing because often, you know, we can do I, – I think, God, clients must get so confused because I do some phenomenal stuff that they see happening. And they go, wow, you know, it makes all of this really clever database stuff come forward and all that. Well, I'm using a plugin that does all that for me. Mm. And then when they want, you know, uh, something slightly moving with CSS in a slider or something, which has got lots of complex CSS in it already, and I'm saying, oh, it's going to take me a day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not five minutes like I did with all the other complex stuff. It's really difficult to explain this. So, Do, do you – here's an odd one. Do you ever <laughs> find yourself – Let's say that you, you've just, okay, so a client sends you a request to do something and, mm. uh, and you do it and you, and for some reason you've achieved it really quickly. Do you, do you write the email back immediately saying, yeah, I've done it? Or do you <laughs> slightly duplicitously hold on to that email for a couple of hours or two or three or even a day so that by the time you reply, it feels like a, a goodly amount of time has gone through? <laughs> no no one listens to this podcast do they <laughs> no <laughs> oh then. well maybe a little bit yeah i mean i don't want to jump up and say just actually do you mean do you mean be honest i do that a bit too much really mm. um i do like to say done to somebody mm. you know so yeah maybe maybe not but my difficulty is really that thing is that <laughs> communicating that i do some really clever stuff and they say wow you can do all of this wow i can get your plug in to do this but they don't really get that so when they ask for something which really to them seems so simple just something that is made by a plugin but needs positioning in a different way but that plugin isn't you know, it isn't actually formatted that way to yep. move it. And CSS is yep. not going to help me. Yep. How do I explain that suddenly what seems like a very simple task can't be done? That, that I think is almost impossible without delving into that horrible miasma, that soup of horror, um, yes. which is like the meta language of word, words, sorry, website building, you know, using you. I mean, just things like the word CSS immediately. You've yeah. just spoken complete nonsense. You might as well have said, you know, just gobbledygook. <laughs> and so, you know, 
but but yesterday you you managed to get this whole thing going. This as your example, this slide. Yeah. We got these images moving from left to right, and that took you that took you a few hours. And then today, all I'm asking is for that bit to go red slowly. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So step back a minute. And I find that really hard. Um, and I end up sort of apologising and just sort of saying, "Look, you you are just going to have to trust me on this. I'm not trying to pull the wool over your eyes." There was a level of complexity to do this bit which appeared very easy um over the the bit which appeared to be really hard and it's just the fact that we were able to buy a commercial thing um yeah that's yeah. that's funny and then of course how much meta language can you actually get involved in you can't you can't really use words like css you can't use javascript you can't really even use the words like server and things like that you're limited yeah. to email <laughs> uh, website <laughs> color <laughs> you know, ask your client for can I have the hexadecimal value for that colour please mm? <laughs> do you know what actually you've just pricked my conscience now because I was just thinking that I got pretty good at not showing off my clever techie terms you know to boost yeah. myself up I yeah. thought I got over that I thought I'm more confident in myself now but I do bandy around CSS and JavaScript at, at the clients so I'm maybe not that good it's easy to do though isn't it because you just live yeah. in that world of, of it being normal yeah. um it's so easy to fall into that kind of stuff I, I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago where um i was halfway through it and i was re- i was having this exact problem i was struggling to explain why something actually probably wasn't worth their while doing because mm. essentially I, I don't know of a plugin which does what they want um mm. and i, I it, that's not important anyway blah blah, blah. Mm. and then he dropped something into the conversation and i can't remember what it was and it might have been a word like javascript something along those lines but then he said slider revolution that that came in and i thought ah you know what you're on about don't you and suddenly this world opened up where i thought i can speak to you and then we ended up having a conversation it turned out that he'd done a, a variety of minor tweaks with wordpress over the over the years and so he knew his way around it a little bit and and all of a sudden i was able to explain the problem in correct language and he was able to get it so that was really nice, but it doesn't often happen that way. I, I very often encounter that problem of, oh, okay, take a step back. How do you explain <laughs> this? Sometimes it's to explain that this is not possible. Sometimes you're just trying to explain what you're going to do and why the bill is X and not what they're hoping, which is usually X over 10. Um, and yeah, so I, I really do struggle with that. Yeah. Well, actually, that was a lot of food for thought for me actually in that one because I'm now just thinking perhaps that ought to be part of my communication as well that I ought to ask people you know where they where they stand really on the techie terms because I do have a a, a, a long-standing client we're not getting this website done of theirs we've done other ones of theirs it's it's going on like for a year but they've had different people come in and the guy that's coming now is fantastic love talking to him because he's already worked with other developers before so he kind of gets it um, so I can talk tech key terms even if he probably doesn't understand them he knows roughly what i'm talking about mm. but maybe maybe that's what i need to be doing is asking people a little bit you know how how do i need to talk to you on this one do you know that's I, a i've never even thought about asking that question but that is a really good question i wonder if i wonder if people would be entirely honest i don't mean that in that way i mean um i wonder if they would have the correct opinion of their own skill level that's more <laughs> what i'm saying you know i wonder if certain people would think yeah yeah you know i can I can send emails, receive emails. I, I can, I can do it, you know. And then would uh, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, 
But it would be nice to talk to the clients in that way. If they knew what they were on about, um, that would be great and probably save an awful lot of time. Yeah, it might be quite tricky to, how to ask that question because it's a little bit like asking, that, do you understand what patronize means? <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of thing. <laughs> when you're in client meetings, uh, let's say that you're in there and you're in for 50 minutes and let's say that the, the intention is that you do 20 minutes talking and they talk for the rest of the time because you're trying to suck information out of them with with poignant mm. questions how do you how do you record that dialogue do you do you scribble notes quickly on paper do you actually record it with your phone as an audio file or, or what oh well you know, i don't have that experience that mm. it's very rare that i actually meet a client it's you know because largely i'm doing it through a friend and also because of our budgets we'll be doing it online anyway um so yeah so i don't have much experience with that one but yeah we do try and kind of if you like keep minutes mm. of any kind of meeting Mm. and just sum up what was said so that's really it i never write up meeting minutes but what i do is i i do i make notes handwritten notes on an a4 pad but i also mm -hmm. stick my phone down and just sort of say listen i am going to record this um mm -hmm. and i'm not being weird and trying to get you to <laughs> you know it's not like one of those phone-in services where they record it so that basically they can bang you over the head with it at a later date I just sort of say I'm recording it so that when I go home, I can listen back to it and, and remember what we actually said, not what I think we might have probably said, because my paper notes are going to be, you know, only the very, very important things that I can get down. Yeah, that's really good, actually. And unless you actually break the meeting and just say, did we agree this and make a note? And mm. I think that's just a lot better way to do it. I think, fortunately, I don't need to do that too often so yeah you know, but i think it's a great way um i've got a few clients actually who uh, they bring in their secretarial staff into the call and we they, they don't live anywhere near me so we end up using skype quite a lot and they um sh uh, in this case this lady um sits in on the call and just transcribes it all and then when the call is over she um sends me a list of all the things that i agreed verbally to do it's fabulous Wow. I know it's great because I've I've worked out with this client that so long as this person is on the call I don't need to think at all because a very accurate appraisal of all the things that I said were possible and will be doable and I've agreed to do just comes through as a bullet pointed list it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. You know what another thing that I've changed to and I know you have and lots of our friends have as well is use loom dot com yep. using that for i i love their um a value proposition faster yep. than typing yep. so using those small videos to communicate throughout the project now has become habitual now for me rather than emails what about you well yeah i'm exactly the same if i can do it on a like if they send me a technical query that i can answer in let's say under a minute by typing i will immediately handle it and send it back if there's any level of complexity, like any UI things, like I'll oh, click here and click here and click here, rather than writing out the list of or the order of the links to click, I just do one of those little videos. I've actually started to use the um, the Cloudways app. No, yeah, what is Cloud it called? App. Cloud app, Cloud app. That's it. Cloudways mm. is hosting, isn't it? Um, Cloud app, which I think is still um, a doer on AppSumo, and it, one of the things that you can do there is shoot a video with audio. It's basically the same as use Loom, uh, but, I, but they can add comments onto the side of it, which I think is quite nice. Um, so yes, I do that quite a lot now, um, but I also have quite a lot of documentation um, that, that I send to the client, Google Docs, for how to do things, and I also include things like 
you know video user manuals in the in the websites themselves so hopefully that kind of gets over a lot of those little problems because i do in the beginning you know in the beginning when you're in that period of you've got three months of um you can phone us and we'll answer your query or whatever was agreed in the the contract stage you do get quite a lot of those things and it's quite nice to just back that one off okay look at video six or whatever um because it's in there but i i agree that using using something like loom or um cloud app really really great idea yeah, I've, I've noticed with the longer projects that I have, which, are, uh, you know, I don't do too many of those, but I've realized that if I try and send somebody a, a link to a document, whether mine or somebody else's or a pre-prepared video or something, just doesn't work unless it, mm. they don't seem to go to it. But if I if they know that it's something that's produced for them, they seem to pay attention to it. And uh, I, that's something I've learned out so that I found there wasn't the shortcuts that I thought there might be by making lots of documentation, not during that build, maybe later mm. when they're not so much our responsibility. Is that something you found? At yeah. All? And actually, there's a few companies, I think Toolset is one of them. If you if you go to their Toolset support, I've had a few where they've done exactly that. They've sent me a video or they've <laughs> sent me a screenshot of exactly what I need to do. And it's pretty obvious that it's for me. It's not that, that mm. video was not made for general consumption. It was just for me and the screenshot. And I, 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 I get a real good feeling about that. I kind of think, okay, somebody's actually bothering here. And I think if you were to begin the video in the audio with their name, like "Hi John" or "Hi Susan" or whatever it might be, it, it just, I think that would really bolster your um, your credibility with them. And I think that would make you sound like you know you you were taking care of them and making them feel more more important. Yeah, I guess this is all what I'm thinking about now. There is a habit, isn't there, in our industry? You know, we've got clients from hell, and we've talked about that before, where Mm. we tend to sort of, you know, see clients as a different beast altogether to us. And I think, you know, this is the thing with the communication, trying to be, trying to step in their shoes and think how you would like to be treated, you know, um, is a lot of this communication thing. And I, I... you have to pull yourself up all the time on this, don't you? Because sometimes you just think practical. How can I make this more efficient to give them the information they need? And it's maybe not always the way. Yeah, efficiency is something I I strive for but basically fail to achieve most (laughs) of the time. I think, um, yeah, like you said, I kind of make documentation, but I don't really think about whether it's any good for them, particularly after the fact, you know, and I'm not very good at going back and tweaking things. So, you know, if a new WordPress version comes out, I'm not really very likely to go back. (coughs) Excuse me. And I find that with quite a lot of products, (coughs) you know, you'll go into their, (coughs) I'm just going to cough for a minute, David. (laughs) (laughs) You go into their, um, you go into their support system and you can see that actually this is, this is like the WordPress 3 UI. Look at it. It's all silvery and white. And this changed <laughs> ages ago. And you think, and, but what, 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 why, why? You're yes. a commercial plugin. How come you haven't updated? You've probably seen that a lot as well, I would have thought. Yeah. You know, that does so much damage when I see something we're using old versions. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I, noticed, I noticed the other day I was installing video user manuals and I, no, I noticed that it was on ver, version 4.8 or something. It said mm. it in the top. So I thought, ah, you know, making a video with a new WordPress version just mm. to repeat what you yes. had in the previous video, you know, because th- th- this was like the introductory video and, you know, nothing has changed in that UI, but they still went in and changed it so that it had the correct numbering. And I think that that's that's pretty good that's a lot of attention to detail isn't it 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe they use the same. If nothing changes, maybe they use the same soundtrack and get somebody just to do the screenshot yeah. along with it. Yeah. That's probably a way to do that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> Have you ever had like a client where you just immediately hit it off and everything that you said was absolutely perfect and you just never screwed anything up? No. No. Me neither. <laughs> Actually, sometimes I get that feeling walking out of the first meeting, that moment where every you you're in love with each other and everybody thinks they're the you know, you're the perfect developer for me, you're the perfect client for me, and you know, I've got that feel and then of course, you know, you screw something up or you miss a deadline or they ask for something and immediately it's like, Oh, how did this go so south so quickly? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's on the longer projects that I've done. And as I'm trying to move to the shorter ones, to be honest, there is maybe I could say yes to that. Uh, one of the first sort of two day build ones where I didn't really have that communication because my colleague was dealing with them as they were building the site. But, you know, just the email communication as they went on the care plan, I just thought, oh, that went really well, you know, because. There was no hiccups. They knew what they were getting. You know, they were going to be trained on this. They knew we were going to end up with the site. They were happy with it. And it went because there was no time. You know, this is I think Chantel's made this point before. Um, who does a one day webs? There's no there's no there's no time to fall out of love. So that has happened to me. Do you think, though, with, with like Chantel's model and what you're mm. trying to head to, like, let's call it the two day model or something. Mm. Do you I don't know how to phrase this. Will it make you more lonely? Um <laughs> Like because you you'll you'll basically be dealing with people and you'll never really get to know them and I think there's a great part of this job where you get to know people slowly over time and I've actually got a few people that I would I would now call friends who I've built websites for and we we might not go to the pub regularly and stuff but when I phone them up it's totally on that basis you know it's like, all right how are you doing how's your kids you know that kind of thing. Um, Whereas if you're just dealing, let's say, through an, an automated UI or emails, do you think, am I overdoing it a bit? Do you think you would no. end up feeling like, oh, boy, who are these people? You know, what, what, why should I bother with this person? Because you know, I don't really know them, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, I've got you, Nathan, so I'll be okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, I do, <laughs> I do see your point. And um yeah, in some ways that suits me because it suits my lifestyle and that's why I'm going down that route. But I, I'm hoping, and this is yet to be seen, that I will build up those relationships. And in some ways I am because the care plan, even though they're on it, I, I hope to be able to upsell other things or to do other jobs on their site. And I do feel now with some of those people who I really didn't have communication with while we were building, I do feel that now um, I'm getting to know them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of take a lot of comfort out of these Facebook groups, you know, the the Beaver Builder and Our Facebook group. You kind of get a lot of that stuff, that moral support from there anyway. So, And in your case, because you do so much outreach stuff and you promote so many videos and help so many people out, I don't think you'll be be short of friends. But I just wondered (laughs) if that model, generally speaking, would work for me because I I am quite, um, quite gossipy and quite chatty uh and yeah i, I, I quite, quite like kind of ugh, start again nathan i kind of like going into people's offices and having a natter and all of that kind of stuff yeah yeah no i kind of envy you that kind of stuff but yeah i, I left a job really that was, had a lot of that and i i like the solitude in a way so it does suit me uh, going this way but i think relationships can build up over time um you know as we know with the tools we use we kind of get to know 
the people who made those tools, but initially we just bought them and installed them. I wonder uh, if anybody ever got married off, <laughs> off the back of the service provided by a web developer. That would be cool. I wonder if anybody can point us in the direction of somebody who literally got married <laughs> because, because of their interaction building a website. Love at first website. <laughs> so that would, yeah, yeah. Would that be good? Uh, <laughs> is yeah, that an example know. of uh, of being able to talk to? I guess it is to WordPress guys. Oh, I bet it has happened. Yeah, and I bet it's gone south a few times as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't my website work? You're my husband. Anyway, what? there we go. Do you think we're about we're about forty minutes in? Yeah. Anything you want to add to this, or are you happy? I'm very happy. Okay. In which case, um, I will first of all apologise for my builders because um, I, I have to have this building work done. I'm in my house and the builders are in my house and they're knocking walls out and they're being very good. I'm asking them to be quiet and they are generally speaking being quiet, but apologies for the loud noises if you actually heard any. Um, and also, you know, the usual stuff, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe to get onto the newsletter. If you, by any chance, have been using SoundCloud as your way of getting this podcast, I don't know why I'm saying this, because if, if you can't hear this episode, you've probably got this problem. Um, we're moving away from using SoundCloud, so your uh, feed reader, uh, you know, your podcasting app or whatever, might not, might not suddenly get the, um, the feed. So I will be sure to write that into the show notes and put it in the news section at the beginning. Uh, Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WP builds. I think that's it from me. Yeah. Yeah. Cheesy music. I... Yeah. Here it comes. Cheesy, cheesy music. That was lovely. Nice always to do one with you. We've got a few episodes coming up where it's going to be me and other people. And I'm hoping David's going to join me for those as yeah. well. Cause that'd be fab. Yeah. Hopefully. I think join the few. Yeah. That'd be lovely. All right then. Have a nice day guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.